Women have been conditioned by society to be, act, and think a certain way. Here at Girls IRL, we encourage women to challenge societal norms and embrace their femininity. With that being said, let's get into this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy December. Oh, my goodness. We finally made it to the 12th month of the year. I can't even believe it, but... I did not even introduce myself. Hold on one second. And my voice, what is going on? We're having a lot of issues over here. Okay, I'm Mariah, clearly. Well, not clearly if this is your first time listening. (laughs) But I'm Mariah. I'm the host of Girls in Real Life. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, I hope you guys are doing great. But yeah, like I was saying, we made it to December I cannot believe that 2023 is less than 30 days away. I don't know where the time has gone. I don't know what's been happening. But I will say this time change has been messing with me since it started. Okay, it is getting way too dark, way too fast. And I just don't like it. Literally, by the time five o'clock p.m. hits, I am ready to be snuggled in my bed getting ready for sleep because it genuinely feels like it is 11 o'clock p.m. outside. I don't know. I don't know how we can continue doing this as a society and I wish that we could just have daylight savings time all year round but that's neither here nor there. We're not here to talk about daylight savings okay. We're here to talk about a lot of things, actually, <laughs> before we get into the actual topic of what today's episode is going to be, I'm gonna give you all some life updates. As always, this week for me was maintenance week. And I kind of talked about this on my Instagram story a little bit earlier this week. But I used to have just like a maintenance day where I would wash my hair, shave and exfoliate my legs, go get my nails done, go get waxed, like do all the things. But now that I'm pregnant, I basically just have like a maintenance week because doing all of that in one day is so exhausting like I get so tired (laughs) so fast I can only do like one thing a day so I ended up like shaving and exfoliating my legs one day and then I wash my hair another day and then I go to the nail salon another day and then I go to get my wax another day I'm like I cannot do this all in one day like it is just too much for me now so it was my maintenance week I'm feeling like a new woman we've got fresh nails fresh feet fresh vagina okay (laughs) and fresh armpits because I am a newly armpit waxed girly and if you've never gotten your armpits waxed I am going to be the spokesperson for armpit waxing because it has genuinely changed my life waxing honestly okay Brazilians they hurt but stuff like your upper lip or like your eyebrows or your underarms there's really not that bad and you can take the pain I'm telling you so if you have never waxed your underarms before just try it because once you do you will see the light okay you will never want to go back to shaving ever again I know I'm not um so if you struggle with like darkness under your arms or like really stubbly pokey armpit hair I would highly suggest getting your armpits waxed because it is genuinely life-changing. But yeah, 
got all that done this week. Today is actually Justin's birthday. So happy birthday, baby. If you're listening to this, I love you so much. Um, But yeah, I am actually taking him. Today is Friday. So it's not his birthday yet when I'm recording this. And he doesn't know where we're going tomorrow. But by the time this comes out, we'll have already done everything. So I'm going to tell you guys what we're doing for his birthday. So I'm taking him down to New Orleans. We're going to do a really quick one night stay in New Orleans. And I have a full itinerary. Okay, so Saturday, when we get there, we're going on this rum tasting thing. It's kind of like wine tasting, but just with rum. So we get to like walk through the distillery and he'll get to taste all the different rums and learn like how it's made about the sugar cane and all that stuff. And then he'll actually get to take home a bottle of rum back, which he loves rum. He's Jamaican. I don't know if the rum has anything to do with being Jamaican, but I think it does. Is that a stereotype? Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but anyways, he loves rum. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. So we're going to do that saturday when we get there and then later that night i made us dinner reservations at this little like live jazz restaurant where they play live jazz music and the food looked incredible so i was like we'll just have dinner and listen to jazz music maybe get on the dance floor a little bit i don't know we might do a little something something okay um and then on sunday i have us scheduled for brunch on the river so if you've never been to new orleans they have like this really big cruise type boat but you don't take cruises on it obviously it's in the mississippi i think it's called the natchez boat something i don't know i don't know the name of the ship but they take um you can do little tours on the boat so they have a dinner tour where you just like ride for the boat for two hours and you get to like ride down the mississippi but then they also have a brunch one so i was like oh we'll just do brunch on sunday whenever we wake up and check out of our hotel we'll be on the mississippi river it's gonna be a really pretty day um so i thought that would be fun and then later that afternoon we are doing a cooking class justin loves to cook like could be a chef in another life he's never made anything nasty and I am so grateful for that because I do not cook at all but I just thought like us doing a cooking class together would be really fun we get to make some really nice New Orleans cuisine it's like a three-course meal um and I just thought that would be really fun so that's pretty much the entire like weekend of activities that we're going to be doing and I really hope he likes it I'll update you guys next week on how it goes but I love you so much baby and I hope that you had a great birthday but yeah anyways enough about him (laughs) we're not talking about Justin anymore I actually finished all of my Christmas shopping you guys I am so proud of myself this is the first time ever that I have ever gotten Christmas gifts this early and now all I have to do is just like wrap them put who they're for and put them under the tree like literally I am so happy and relieved that all of that is done because I'm usually stressed out around this time of year because I always have nothing and now it feels good to say that I have everything (laughs) and speaking of Christmas this week I actually had thought about doing like my personal wish list episode I know I did a holiday gift guide episode but I was just gonna share like all the things that I personally want this year for Christmas in case you guys are struggling with what you want to ask your family or loved ones for Christmas and just 
I don't know. I like to be nosy. I like to know what people want. I like to know what people like. Um, so I'll probably do that next week. But this episode kind of just birthed on its own. I didn't really know what I was going to talk about. And sometimes things just like come to me, like, I'll just randomly be like walking or taking a shower or doing some like mundane thing. And a topic just pops into my mind. And I immediately go to my notes section and like write out things that I could talk about pertaining to that topic. And that's kind of how we got here today. So this week's episode, we're talking about perfectionism and why we stop ourselves from being great and how those kind of like play into one another. And I thought that it was pretty timely to talk about this right now just because we're in a new month we're getting ready to go into a new year and this is the time of year where people start planning and writing out their goals for the new year and making vision boards and all that kind of stuff and I actually am going to do an entire like vision board episode where I tell y'all what's going to be on my vision board what my goals are for the new years and stuff but for now I just kind of want to talk about perfectionism and this fear of failure that we have because a lot of times when you're writing out your goals and you're planning for the new year we have this idea in our minds of what is possible and what is not possible what we're actually capable of and what we're not what's reasonable and what's irrational and we kind of have this list of things in our minds and we put it out on this paper and Basically, in other words, we kind of have a limit on what we think we can accomplish, whether that's long term, whether that's short term, everybody in their mind has a limit or a boundary set to where like, uh, I don't know if I can go past this, like going past this mark might be kind of a stretch, it might be kind of impossible. We all know innately what we're capable of doing. And it's very rare, I think, that we as people push ourselves outside of our comfort zone and push ourselves beyond that boundary that we have set for ourselves, whether it's consciously or subconsciously that we have this limit set. But trust me, everybody and their mama got a limit set in their mind of what they think is possible and what they think is not possible. And some people call it, you know, oh, I'm just being realistic. Like, I know what I can do, but I'm going to call it selling yourself short. Okay. <laughs> like, let's just call it what it is. Because, yeah, I think on one hand, you can be realistic and you can have this boundary set to where, like, you don't think you can go past it. But what happens when you actually, like, set a goal that is outside of your normal range of goals that you've ever set for yourself and you actually? accomplish it you know like you could be selling yourself short by having this barrier in your mind of what you think you can accomplish versus what you actually can accomplish and there's actually this quote that I posted on my story like I told you guys a few episodes ago I post quotes to my Instagram story every day and a lot of times the quotes are very timely and I use the motivation app if anybody wants to like download the app and get quotes sent to your phone every single day um, but I posted this quote on my story this past week and the quote says you have to set goals that are almost out of reach 
If you set a goal that is attainable without much work or thought, you are stuck with something below your true talent and potential. And that's basically what I was saying. Like, we have this threshold of things that we think we can accomplish, and we set our goals based on what that potential in our mind is. But once we start setting those goals, it's almost like we're just settling in a sense, you know, like we're not pushing ourselves, we're not working, we're not really having to work hard towards a goal because we're setting goals that we know we can accomplish that are easy, that will make us, you know, look like we have success in all of these things. But really, like, you should be setting goals that are pretty much unattainable and you know that they're unattainable so that you're working harder you're pushing yourself past limits that you didn't think that you had you're accomplishing things that you never thought that you would be able to accomplish but again because we have this fear of failure as a society and this need to be perfect all the time and like have this perfect image and to never do anything wrong. We stop ourselves a lot of times from doing things that we could actually be great at. There's also another quote that I think it goes something like, if your dreams don't scare you, then they aren't big enough. Like if you are writing out your goals for the new year, for the new month, whatever it may be, And you're looking at that list and you're like, oh, yeah, like this sounds pretty easy. I can totally do this. Then chances are your goals and your dreams are probably not big enough. (laughs) Like, I hate to break it to you, but it's probably not big enough. Like you're probably selling yourself short in a lot of ways and just doing things that you can mark off your list. Like, oh, yep, did that, did that because it feels good. It validates us. It makes us feel like we have accomplished what we said we were going to accomplish. But again, I dare you to just start writing things that literally make no sense. I'm telling you, like things that could be laughable if you brought them up to other people. And those are the goals that you have to have set for yourselves. And those are the goals that you have to start working towards because those are the ones that's going to reap you the most benefit, not these little rinky dink check check goals that you have on your list right now because I know you do girlfriend I know you do (laughs) but in today's society we are so afraid of being failures we are so afraid of not having this perfect lifestyle that we intentionally set goals that we know we can reach And we take those accomplishments and we place them on a pedestal like, oh, yeah, I did this. I saved up this much money this month or I started the process of my business. But really, you only got your LLC, which anybody can do. Oh, I bought the domain to the website, but you haven't even started building it yet. Oh, I have a name for my podcast, but you haven't bought any equipment like all of these little tiny minuscule goals that we set for ourselves intentionally so that we won't be failures it's comical like it is really like again just selling yourself short because if you have this idea to start a podcast okay let's just roll with this because I'm talking on the mic right now I started a podcast you have this idea to start a podcast and you write that down in your goals I'm gonna start a podcast That is a big goal. But if you are writing down goals and you're like, 
figure out a name buy the domain look up products on amazon like those are not actually like those are little tiny steps that will get you eventually to your big goal but it's not the actual big goal it's almost like we're too afraid to write out the big goal or think the big goal or have the big goal somewhere that we can see it because it is so scary to us it is so unattainable to us so we write out these other little smaller goals and check those off the list but then we never actually work our way up to the big goal because it's like oh my gosh I'm getting so nervous now like I bought the domain but what if I start building the website and it looks like trash and nobody visits it or what if I buy all of this equipment and then I produce all these episodes and nobody listens like we have this fear that if we actually do the thing that we're wanting to do it might not work and newsflash that is just the circle of life, okay? Anybody who has ever started anything has never known truly what it could become. They have an idea, they have a vision, they have a desire for it to be something bigger than they could have ever imagined, but they actually don't know if it's truly possible. But the only way that you get there is, you guessed it, starting like you just you just have to start you just have to get somewhere you just have to put yourself in a place to where you're convincing yourself step by step I got this I can do this I'm great this is going to be amazing like you are the only person that can stop yourself from doing something and convince yourself to do something you are the only person who can do that You can have all these people speaking life into you like, oh, you know, you have a great voice. You should start a podcast. You know what? Your cookies taste so good. You should start a bakery. Like you have all these people around you speaking life into you and telling you things that you should do and planting seeds in your mind. But if you don't believe it yourself, if you don't take the steps and the actions that it requires to get to that point, then you will never be able to accomplish any of those things. All of them are just empty dreams. It's just emptiness. It's things that you possibly probably could do, but you're the only one that can convince yourself to start doing it or stop yourself from doing it. And if we continue to have this fear of failure and continue to put these little tiny goals that we set up intentionally to look perfect and to mark off of our list, then you will never truly be as great as you want to be in your life. It's almost like the fear of not being perfect ends up being the reason that we stop ourselves from doing certain things. Like we're so afraid of failing, of not looking perfect, of everybody laughing at us, seeing an idea fail, seeing something not work out the way that we wanted it to come out, that we stop ourselves from tapping into our true potential, our true greatness, from accomplishing things that could shock ourselves, shock those around us, shock the world even. Steve Jobs did not know what Apple could be, and now pretty much every person in the entire world 
uses an iPhone. Jeff Bezos started Amazon out of his garage and now we have two day shipping and sellers who are making millions of dollars on Amazon a year. Crime Junkie has been probably the number one podcast in the world for I don't even know how long. And it all started with just purchasing a microphone and posting what you talk about. If these people would have let this fear of failure take over their mind and stop them from doing the thing that they dreamt about doing, they would never be as big as they are now. They would never have accomplished the things that they have accomplished now. They would not be making the amount of money that they are making now. So like I said, the only person stopping you from greatness is you because you have this idea of how you think it should go and how perfect it should look like. And you have to scratch all of that out. You have to get rid of that entire ideology and just embrace the fact that perfectionism is not real. Embrace the fact that you will never be perfect and no one around you is perfect. I actually looked up the definition of perfectionism and this Psychology Today article came up. So I'm going to read to you a little bit of what it said in the article. It says perfectionism is a trait that makes life an endless report card on accomplishments or looks. When healthy, it can be self-motivating and drive you to overcome adversity and achieve success. When unhealthy, it can be a fast and enduring track to unhappiness. What makes extreme perfectionism so toxic is that while those in its grip desire success, they are most focused on avoiding failure, resulting in a negative orientation. So let's break that down a little bit. Perfectionism is a trait that makes life an endless report card on accomplishments or looks. We are so consumed with being perfect because it makes our life look like this straight a report card you know like when you brought your report card home from school when you were in elementary school and middle school and your mom saw that you had all a's and how much that validated you and seeing your mom be so happy about how you brought good grades home and all that stuff it is the same thing with perfectionism and adulthood okay we rack up all these accomplishments and seek all this validation from these outside sources to tell us how good of a job we're doing, how great we're doing in life. Like, you know, it is this fantasy land that we like to live in where everything is perfect and you're perfect and everybody views you as that way. The next line, when healthy, it can be self-motivating and drive you to overcome adversity and achieve success. Perfectionism is not all bad. There is healthy perfectionism and there is unhealthy perfectionism. When you have healthy perfectionism, it can be a self-motivating factor and drive you to overcome any adversity, any challenges, any obstacles that you might have along the way. And you're able to achieve success because you know what you're capable of. The next line, when unhealthy, it can be a fast and enduring track to unhappiness. If you are so obsessed with being perfect to where it is now not self-motivating, it is now all-consuming and forcing you to be in this mental space where you're burnt out, you're unhappy, you don't feel like you're accomplishing your goals, that is when perfectionism can be bad. 
What makes extreme perfectionism so toxic is that while those in its grips desire success, they are most focused on avoiding failure. Again, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. It is like we are so afraid of failure that it overshadows everything and it is the only thing that you can be focused on. And so negatively like thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. It's going to result in this negative orientation, this negative outcome, this negative mental space. And the very thing that you're afraid of is going to happen because it's what's at the forefront of your mind. Even though you are desiring success, even though you are wanting to work hard, even though you are wanting everything to work out the way that it's supposed to work out, because you are solely focused on avoiding failure in your life, it's going to result in a negative way. So this fear of not being perfect ends up being the reason that we can't accomplish things, that we stop ourselves from doing things because we're solely focused on the what if of failure if we do decide to do X, Y, and Z. So now that we've kind of got a baseline definition and idea of what perfectionism is, I am going to share with you guys things that I have done and accomplished in my life that I once thought was outside of a realm of possibilities of things that I could accomplish and actually ended up being something that I was very successful in. And looking back over my life in preparing for this episode, I realized like how much I actually thought was impossible, but how those impossible things have literally turned possible into my life. And hopefully by sharing my experiences and what I was afraid of and my fear of failure, I am able to encourage you guys to not have that same fear that I had, but to be fearless and going after everything that you want in life. So for me, let's start from the beginning. The very first thing that I ever started doing, playing volleyball. (laughs) Coming out of high school, the only thing I wanted to do was to play volleyball in college. It was my sole focus. It was the only reason that I even wanted to go to school in the first place. But coming out of high school, I did not have a scholarship. I didn't have nobody looking at me. I didn't have anyone interested. Like I was literally just out on a boat by myself. And I'm from a very small town where volleyball is not extremely big. I started playing club volleyball very late in my career, whereas most athletes start playing club when they're like 10 years old. I did not start playing club until I was 16 years old, a junior in high school. So I missed out on a lot of training and a lot of development in my younger years. And what I had was just like a lot of raw, natural talent. Like I was just naturally good at the sport. And so graduating high school... I knew that I wanted to play in college, but I honestly didn't think that it would be possible because of my lack of training, because of where I grew up, because I didn't send out film to anybody. Like it it was very much far-fetched an idea for me to play collegiate volleyball at a D1 level 
especially on a scholarship. <laughs> like it was, it was probably nearly impossible, but I was so determined that I ended up contacting who ended up being my collegiate volleyball coach. I ended up contacting her because she knew of me and I had been to her camp a couple of times, a couple years in a row. And I just called her up, you know, what would happen if you just call Taylor up? And I said, you know, I don't know if you have any other spots on your team, but I would really love to be a part like I will just be a walk on. I'll just be a practice player. Like it really doesn't matter. I just want to be a part of a team. And that was basically my pitch to her. I'm like, look, you ain't got to give me nothing. Just let me come practice in the gym, work on my skills. And that can be that. Well, little did I know that that one phone call conversation would Weeks later, turn into me getting a full ride scholarship to Southern University in order to play volleyball at a D1 level. And I don't want to like go too much into the story because I guess it really doesn't matter at this point. But basically what happened was a girl committed to coming. She ended up telling coach that she didn't want to come to Southern anymore. She had this scholarship on the table. I was the first person that she thought of for some reason. I don't know why. She just wanted to bless me. And she said, look, this is going to be a probationary year. I'm going to give you the scholarship. If at the end of this year you prove yourself, like I'll give you the scholarship again, like for the rest of your college career. And for me, I'm like, this is enough. Like, this is all I ever wanted. I just wanted to be here. But now, like, I get the money. I get all of the other things that come with, like, being an an athlete on a scholarship. And all because, like, I made a phone call. Like, imagine if I would have been so scared of failure that I did not call that woman. I could have very well stopped myself and been like, bro, she's not even going to pick up the phone. Like she's going to tell me, no, this is a waste of time. I very easily could have done that, but I didn't. I called her because you never know what could happen. You have to get your little tiny foot in the door. As long as you get your foot in the door, you can burst through at any moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, So for me, I could have very much stopped myself from doing that, especially as an 18 year old, like coming fresh out of high school. I'm freaking terrified. Like this woman is someone who I look up to, who has so much knowledge on the skill and all of these things. And she could have very easily not answered the phone or turned me down or anything else. But the impossible happened. She answered the phone. She allowed me to first be a walk-on player. And then she ended up giving me a scholarship because of my attitude towards the sport, because I was so willing to just go there for nothing. She's like, I'm going to give you a chance. And she took a chance on me. And I was a diamond in the rough. Let me tell you my freshman year. And she always likes to say, if you ever talk to my volleyball coach, she'll tell you that I was baptized by fire because I was a starting freshman. We had like so many injuries on our team that year and I had to step in and it was very scary. And I ended up being a starting freshman playing in every single game of that season. (laughs) Like literally it was crazy, but I learned so much I was able to grow and develop as a player, as a person. And to this day, it is something that I am so proud of myself for and so grateful to have had the opportunity to do. But again, if I would have 
been so afraid of her telling me no, this fear of failure of not even getting through the door. You know, I would have robbed myself of an opportunity to play the sport that I love at a school that I love on a level that every athlete aspires to be. So that's story number one. (laughs) Story number two, we're going to kind of talk about like my content creating and my social media. So for me, honestly, I never I always wanted to have like a big presence on social media ever since I was a little kid. I was obsessed with like singing videos and YouTube and all that stuff at that time. And I thought that I wanted to be a singer and I would like post these really embarrassing videos of me singing on YouTube. If you didn't have that era, you missed out. But I used to be really big on like Christina Grimmy and just like all these girls who were like my age who had millions of followers on YouTube. So that was something that I always like aspired to be and do. And eventually I grew out of my singing phase and just wanting to like have a big presence on social media just because I just felt like I was capable of doing that. (laughs) Like I just, just something that I always assumed that I would do. I just didn't know in what way. So when content creating starts becoming a bigger deal, like, you know, two or three years ago, where this short form content on Instagram and TikTok and going viral and booking brand deals and all this stuff starts becoming like more known about, I just kind of like hopped on the bandwagon blindly. I mean, I was already posting pictures and videos of myself just doing random things like my hair and my makeup and all that kind of stuff. But I had made like an actual decision to truly like create content that I was passionate about as if I was already an influencer with millions of followers, which I was not at the time. I think I had like 3000 or 4000 followers and just see what happened. And so for me, like content creating, it started out as me just doing what I was already doing, but at a bigger level, like I was already posting videos and stuff. But now I'm like posting more videos with the intention of getting the brand's attention. So I'm tagging them. I'm showing their products. I'm doing this, this and that to try and like make my video stand out. I'm doing cool transitions and all these things. And slowly but surely, I start to get brand deals. And now I am at a place in my life where I have worked with some of the biggest brands, some of my dream brands, freaking, I have a campaign coming up with L'Oreal on TikTok. I worked with Armani Beauty, Giorgio Armani, for those of you who don't know. I've worked with Mazzani, which is a really big hair company. I've worked with LA Girl and Insert Name Here and Neutrogena, like, All of these big name brands that I would literally, 10 year old Mariah would shit herself if she knew the the people that I was talking to and the relationships with the brands that I have now. Like it is really crazy, but I would not have gotten to this point had I been so afraid of failure had I been so afraid of people looking at me like oh look at her posting these videos thinking something's gonna come of it she thinks she's an influencer she thinks she's this and that her videos are annoying she looks so stupid like I had all of those fears 
Trust me, I had all of those fears of people talking about me and telling me that it was a waste of time. How are you going to make money from this? Like my parents looking at me like I'm crazy because I said that I'm going to go take pictures and I'm doing a video right now. Like I can't talk, you know, like I had all of these doubts surrounding my content creation and building my social media and actually being of influence, quote unquote. But if I would have let those negative thoughts become the focus, become the only thing that I saw when I'm trying to build something else, when I'm trying to work on success, then I would not be here today. I would not be on your Instagram story ads every other story. Like, I'm telling you, it is, I could have never believed that I would sign a deal with Neutrogena and it be a freaking five figure deal. Okay. Like, that is just something that was so crazy to me, so outside of what I even thought or could imagine could come from me just posting videos of myself online. But, That's what I'm saying. When you let go of this idea, when you let go of this threshold in your mind of what you're capable of, you start accomplishing things that you didn't even know were freaking possible, that you didn't even know was an option for you, honestly. (laughs) And that leads me to my last story about like starting my podcast and launching my merch. Starting my podcast was probably the number one scariest thing that I have done so far in my life. (laughs) If I had to gauge it, if I had to rate it, like starting a podcast was probably number one, the scariest thing that I've ever done. One, because I had never even listened to a podcast before. Two, I didn't know anything about the podcasting world. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. And three, because It is, this industry is so, I don't want to say fickle, it's just so hard to tap into because especially now it is very much like oversaturated and there's a lot of people who are starting podcasts and, you know, doing the thing and trying to come into this industry because they see like how much money, how much value is in it. And starting this podcast going on, what, almost three years ago, it was hard. I had to fight through a lot of irrational and negative thoughts to get to the point where I'm at now. You know, I had the I had the idea. I had the name. I did the research. I figured out what I would have to do in order to actually start. And I honestly could have and almost did stop there. I almost stopped at the idea. I almost stopped at the name. I almost stopped at the research. I mean, this was in the middle of the freaking pandemic, okay? I did not have a job at the time. I was only Miss Louisiana. That was my only job title. I was not getting paid for that, contrary to popular belief. (laughs) That's a whole nother story. And I knew how much money it would take to invest in a project like this. I'm like, okay, dang, I got to get a microphone. I got to get headphones. I got to find somewhere to host my podcast. Like it was so many things. One that I had to learn about podcasting, but two that I would have to freaking pay for out of pocket. And so 
I could have very easily just stopped and been like, nope, don't have the money for it. Maybe I'll try again next year once COVID is over and I have a real job and I have a better sense of direction for my life because right now this is just too much for me. It's too difficult. It's too time consuming. I can't do it. I very well could have said that to myself. But you know what I said to myself instead? I can do this. I convinced myself that I, at 23 years old, (laughs) could start a podcast with little to no money left in my bank account, okay? And I ended up buying a $65 mic from Amazon that plugged into my computer that I already had. I ended up using my little beat up pink headphones that were actually for my older sister and she gave them to me, but they were like shredding and only one side of the ear worked. And it was very ghetto. Okay. I didn't have a studio, but you know what I did for my first episode? I sat in my little brother's closet, closed the door and recorded the very first episode of this podcast in my little brother's closet. And I built something from the ground up when I thought that it was totally impossible for me at the time. I didn't know if anybody would listen. I didn't know if anybody would care what I had to say. I didn't know if I would ever be able to make money from this. I didn't know what it would turn into. I just knew that I had something important to say and I wanted it to be out there in case by some slim chance someone wanted to hear it. And now today, literally today, I am about 218 podcast downloads away from 10,000 total podcast downloads. 10,000. We started at zero, okay? And we have been at this and worked at it for three years, and I am now about to hit 10,000 podcast downloads. And to some people, that might not be a lot. To some people, that might be failing. To some people, that might be, oh, it took you three years to get to 10K. Like, you think you can actually continue doing this at this rate? To some people, it might be that. But to me, that is a freaking testimony, okay? That is a testimony to all of the hard work that I've put into this podcast, all of the money that I have invested into this brand. Like that is a huge accomplishment to me. And I honestly can't even wrap my head around the fact that like, There are people out there who listen to my podcast every single week. There are people who are subscribed and like ready to listen every single Monday. There are people who have supported me through buying my merch and like believed in me from the jump and repost my content and comment and like and all of these things that I honestly wasn't expecting, but I'm so grateful for that I didn't think would ever be possible, but I'm here and I'm doing it. And I am in this process of still growing and developing, but I'm still finding success in the little victories. Launching my merch, like I I don't even want to tell y'all how much money I invested in getting that merch made. I don't even want to tell y'all because you guys would look at me like I was freaking crazy. 
But I knew that I wanted to give you guys quality. I knew exactly what I wanted it to look like. I knew what I wanted it to feel like. And I didn't want anything less. Could When I got quoted for <laughs> for each piece of merch, could I have just walked away and been like, uh-uh, that's too expensive. I'll never make a return on my investment. It's a stupid idea. Let's do, let's forget about it and try again next year. I could have done that with my merch, but I didn't. Instead, I said, you know what? This is going to be a learning process for me, whether it sells or whether it doesn't. I'm going to get to enjoy the process of creating and developing my merch and pieces that I love and that I'll wear forever and ever and ever for as long as I can. (laughs) And I am going to find value in that. And so I just pulled the plug and I'm like, run it. Let's go start production. And I now have people walking around with girl gang hats and society standard suck sweatshirts and t-shirts. And it uh, like I have no words because you could not have told me that that would be possible. Did I sell out? No, not not even close. But did I still accomplish something that I set out to do? Yes. Did I stop myself from developing my merch for fear of people not buying it, for fear of people hating it, for fear of people thinking that I wasted my time? No, like I did not feed into those irrational thoughts. I didn't feed into those lies. I allowed myself to do something that I knew was far, far, far outside of my comfort zone. And I succeeded because I did it. Not because I sold out, I succeeded because I actually broke through the mental wall, the negative talk, the irrational fears, and I pushed through all of that and I accomplished what I set out to accomplish, which was to create merch that I love and that I care about and to see people wearing it, whether that was one person who freaking bought it or 10 or 20 or 30 people who bought it. I accomplished it. I was successful. Did I fail in other ways? Absolutely. I didn't sell out. I spent way too much money. I didn't make all of that money back. But at the end of the day, like, I think that that's not the point. Because there's this thing and it's called a process. All right. There are no shortcuts to success. Everything is a process and you cannot skip over the process. And you want to know what? The process is the hardest part. Nobody likes to go through the process. Nobody. The process is hard. The process is where you are tested and tried like a mother. Okay, I'm telling you, like you are tested and tried. You are going to deal with negative people, negative thoughts, negative feelings. The process is not a good place to be. But the process is where greatness is born. The process is where success starts brewing up. When you are in the process and you are in the pits of like developing an idea and drawing out a business plan and investing money that sometimes you probably don't have, but you know that it's going to be worth it in the end. That is the process. That is where success starts. And once you break through that process and actually start the business, actually 
open the store actually publish the first episode of the podcast actually post that video that's been sitting in your drafts for 10 months that is the point where you have reached success you did it you made it it doesn't matter if only one person liked it it doesn't matter if only one person showed up to your store today it doesn't matter if only one person listened somebody did And that was the point of you starting it in the first place. So this idea of trying to be perfect and trying to make sure you have the best microphone, trying to make sure you have the best lighting for your videos, trying to make sure you have all this money saved up in the bank before you make a big purchase on something. It's not it's not real. The perfectionism side of it is not real And you have to understand that perfection and quality will come with time. But in order to gain the experience and the lessons, you have to start now. You have to start now. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you have to start right now. You have to start the process. It's going to be hard. It's not easy. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be times where you doubt yourself. There's going to be times where you question yourself like, oh, my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? Like, we're running low on money. I only got 12 views this time. I don't know how I'm going to make it out. That again, like that is where your success is going to start brewing. And I know it's easier said than done. It's easy to just like see a business that's booming and to hear them talk about where they started and where they ended up like yeah you're a billion dollar company now like it all paid off but if they never would have started (laughs) nobody's listening to me bro if they never would have started if they never would have gotten into the process of what it could possibly look like to be successful they would never be successful right now And this is coming from somebody who is still not successful in the ways that I want to be successful, but I am successful in many different ways because I have pushed myself outside of my comfort zone so many times to where now being outside of my comfort zone feels like my comfort. That's true success is when you are able to shut out the irrational thoughts from yourself and the negativity from other people around you. And you are able to just jump into anything like you're just fearless. And that's where I'm at, because looking over my life, I've seen time and time again how things have worked out. I look back at one of the first videos that I ever posted on YouTube and it's archived now. But filming videos on my phone, like in front of a big window, trying to be a beauty guru to where now I have a $900 camera and I'm looking at my softbox lights and my ring lights and my Blue Yeti microphone and my new Beats headphones, okay? Like we got all the equipment now, but you would have seen me three years ago? Baby, we had that $65 mic. We had them beat up headphones and we was making it do what it do. And I we worked with what we had. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to tell you guys is the perfection is going to come. The The quality of the content, the quality of the audio, the quality of whatever it is that you're building, that's going to come. But you have to start now in order to start gaining those lessons and those experiences And learning what it's like to start from the bottom in order to appreciate where you're at, at the top. 
even when you're not even quite at the top yet, when there are people who are telling you, well, you still haven't done this yet and you still haven't accomplished that yet. You're able to look back and be like, but yeah, look at where I started. Look at the progress that I've made over the past X amount of years, X amount of months. You can't tell me that that's not success. You can't tell me that that's not working towards a goal because it is. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It don't matter how you got there. All that matters is that you did it. You surpassed your expectations and you're going to keep surpassing your expectations and you're going to keep learning and you're going to keep growing because honestly, you'll never quite be out of the process. Like the process, like I said, it's the hardest part. It's also the longest part. And if you are someone who loves chasing after success and, you know, likes to be successful, you're always going to be in that process of how can I be better? How can I be greater? How can I do more? And that in turn starts the process all over again. But just because you stay in the process, it doesn't take away from all of the things that you have accomplished already. And that's what I'm trying to tell you guys is that there's there's no such thing as perfectionism. If we consume ourselves so much with like being perfect and waiting until we have the right equipment, waiting until we have the right software, waiting until we have the right amount of money, we'll, we'll never do anything. Because if that's the case, there's always new technology coming out. There's always new things coming out. Use what you have. All you have is all that you need. Pastor Mike Todd says it best. All that you have is all that you need. If all you have is your iPhone and the voice memo app and you want to start a podcast, that is more than enough to get started. Okay. We have this idea that like we have to jump into whatever industry we want to be in as perfect as possible. And you can't do that. And newsflash, nobody likes perfectionism, but people love authenticity. People love when you're able to relate to them on a personal level. And somebody who comes in like having this perfect life, this perfect setup, this perfect everything, that's not that's not going to relate to people. But them starting from the gutter stories, that's what relates to people because people can then put themselves in your shoes and be like, if they did it, I can do it. If they were able to start at point zero and come up to a freaking 50 like I can do that too so stop holding yourself back because of this fear of failure because of this need to have to be perfect all the time it's not real it doesn't exist it's not achievable okay there's a difference between striving for excellence and demanding perfection we don't want to demand perfection we don't want to have everything just right but we do want to strive to be excellent and how do we do that we work hard for our success we work hard for the things that we have right now we have high standards for ourselves we know what we're capable of we know what we can do even if we're not there yet physically you can be there mentally and still have those standards for yourself as if you are a billionaire as if you are someone with a multi-million dollar company 
as if you are someone with the number one podcast in the world. And the last way that we can strive for excellence is by not consuming ourselves so much with the achievement rather than enjoying the process. And I feel like that's what I've been preaching about for like the last 15, 20 minutes is the you have to enjoy the process. You have to. You can't achieve success without going through the process. And if you consume yourself so much with achieving the thing, rather than enjoying the process and learning what you can through that process and gaining the knowledge and experience that you need for your achievement, then you won't be successful. You cannot be so concerned with success that you ignore and neglect the process. So I guess to wrap this up, because I've been here for a minute, the last things that I want to leave you guys with is four ways of how to not be a perfectionist. Okay, number one, understand the root of your perfectionism. Take some time to really think about what it is you're trying to achieve. What are you afraid of if you don't succeed? Understanding why you feel the need to be perfect really is the first step to how to not be a perfectionist. Think about like, what are you afraid of if you don't succeed? What is the worst thing that could happen if this plan fails? I promise you the worst really isn't the worst. (laughs) The second thing that you can do is to find support. Talk to someone about what you want to accomplish and how wanting to be perfect is making you have doubts. Surround yourself with people who will encourage you and support you along the way and allow them to give you a new perspective. Be careful who you surround yourself with, okay? Because there are people who are going to be praying on your downfall. There are people who are not going to have the same vision as you. So when you're finding support, like talk to somebody who you know will speak life into you, who you know will encourage you and support you because that's what you're going to need, especially when you're going through all the hard parts. Number three, have positive self-talk. Replace negative and irrational thoughts with more positive ones. Like I said earlier, you are the only one who can stop yourself from doing something and you are the only one who can convince yourself to do something. So be the person that convinces themselves to do something and not vice versa. All right, you are capable of more than what you think you're capable of. Step outside of that comfort zone. Get rid of that negative self-talk and be more positive with yourself. Tell yourself you can do this. This is possible. It is achievable. I'm not crazy. (laughs) You want moments where you might feel like I'm really crazy right now. Like, what am I doing? But again, you have to revalidate yourself and say, I'm doing this because X, Y, and Z. Have your why. And just talk positively to yourself and remind yourself of why you wanted to start in the first place. And then the last way that I have to not be a perfectionist is give yourself permission to make mistakes. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to succeed. Once you realize that you're not perfect and you'll never be perfect, you'll find that taking risks won't be as scary. You do not have to put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect or to find this major success. Give yourself permission to make mistakes because you're going to make them. You're going to spend too much money. You're going to buy the wrong software. You're going to accidentally delete a video from your SD card that's gone forever and refilm. Like these are all mistakes that I've made, by the way, but you're going to make mistakes and that is okay. Give yourself room to make those mistakes and grace for when you do make those mistakes because you're not perfect and you will never be perfect. All right. This idea of perfectionism is not real. We have to 
stop being the villain in our own lives. Like we are stopping ourselves from being great in so many different capacities. And as we enter this new year, like I just want you guys to know that you are capable of so much more than what you think. I didn't think I would be able to play volleyball at a collegiate D1 level. I didn't think that I would be able to come Miss Louisiana USA. I didn't think that I would be a signed model working with freaking Glow Recipe. I didn't think that I would be a content creator and social media influencer. I didn't think that I would have a successful podcast and build merch that people would want to buy and want to wear. But I did all of those things. Because I allowed myself the opportunity to push myself past my comfort zone and step into my greatness. What are you stopping yourself from doing? How are you stopping yourself from being great? Think about that. Like really think about that and have some self-reflection time and really pinpoint what it is that you've been stopping yourself from doing because of being afraid or because of not being perfect. And I'm going to challenge you to actually write it down, like put it on your vision board, make it a point to prove to yourself, not to anybody else. Don't do this for nobody else. Prove it to yourself that this is something that you know you can do. Because quite honestly, you wouldn't have thought of the idea if you weren't capable of doing it. You wouldn't have the feelings that you have towards whatever it is that you want to do if you didn't have the means to actually get there. So just start, just do it. Just take that leap of faith and see what happens because what's the worst thing that could happen? You fall on your face. Okay, great. Get back up. Try again. (laughs) That's the beauty of making mistakes. You always have the opportunity to try again. As long as you're still breathing, as long as you're alive on this earth, you have the ability to achieve and accomplish whatever you want to accomplish as many times as you can. So yeah, I've been here for a hot minute and I've had my heater on this whole time and my armpits are literally drenching sweat right now. So I'm going to wrap this up because y'all know I like to ramble at the end of episodes anyways, but I hope this inspired you. I hope that this helped you see your potential in some way. Um, And yeah, you know, I'm not giving up on myself and I don't want you guys to give up on you. And I really just want to take a moment to thank every person listening to this podcast episode because I would not be here without y'all. Like if you guys didn't message me about how my podcasts have helped you in your life, if you guys didn't share and repost my content on social media, if you guys didn't speak life into me, like I would have quit a long time ago. And I'm just so grateful for you guys. And I'm so grateful that you have shown me that I am capable of any and everything. And I just want to be that same voice of reason for you guys. So I love y'all so much. I hope that you have a great Monday, a great week, and I will talk to you guys in my next episode. Bye.